Hello everyone and welcome to Data Analytics Chats, where we look to explore the exciting world of data analytics. We will look into the difference, the challenges, the evolving landscape that this market is bringing. And today we're going to look at the importance of data transformation in business. Uh, I guess it's an important topic, especially with all the new advancements in data analytics, uh, companies modernising data infrastructures, and then also the I guess businesses be looking to become more data driven. Uh, I guess so. It's a, it's a strategic requirement for organisations uh, in order to gain that significant competitive advantage. So um, I'm delighted to welcome special guest Roberto Ramirez, who has a great experience in the transformation space for different businesses across different countries. So Roberto, welcome. And yeah, do you want to give yourself a brief introduction? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, my name is Roberto Ramirez. I've been actually working in in transformation for, for some years now in many countries and uh, multiple industries banking for the most part then distribution uh, and now in the in the medical devices and clinical analytics sector and yeah i'm very happy to be here and uh, yeah let's get the, the show going yeah brilliant. so i've read some interesting facts that 40 percent of all technology spending is directed towards digital transformation which i thought was yeah quite a massive number and then the other fact I found interesting was that worldwide spending on data transformation is going to reach like $3.4 trillion by 2026. So it shows how important this is for businesses and their success. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'm, I mean, throughout my career, the things that I've seen is that a lot of companies have uh, put a significant amount of efforts in transforming themselves in their processes, in their technologies, but not that many take a moment to think about how much data plays a role into all that transformation. And mm -hmm. I think this is something that definitely needs to be taken into account because I think that in a way is the cherry on the, on the pie when you actually have deployed a significant amount of transformation to improve and become leaner, the data has to accompany that effort to make it as successful as possible. Mm. So yeah, that's a big difference for sure. Yeah, brilliant, but yeah, big numbers, I thought. So let's kick things off with the first question. So I guess, I mean, from your perspective, what is a data transformation and why is it essential for businesses to link to their company strategy? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, in my in my view, transformation is the gap that exists between what a company wants to achieve as a strategy and what the operational setup is at the moment. So whatever gaps there exist between the two of them, that is where the transformation comes in. And as I was saying, one thing, a very important thing, of course, is you know to close the gaps through operations, uh, through technology uh, improvements, setting state-of-the-art uh, processes, potentially outsourcing some of these some of these uh, key processes into a more leaner structure. But of course, there has to be there is a significant component, which is the data transformation, which which means that the data setup of a company, the way it consumes data, the way it uses the data, the way the way it transfers data has to accompany or has to be run in parallel to that transformation from the operations and technology perspective. Mm. Otherwise, it's like putting 
diesel into a gasoline uh, car sometimes. If you yeah. are not aligning those two efforts, you may not be running as fast as 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 you as you would have liked, and there may be a lot of, you know, overwrite and overwork and wastage and so on and so forth. So just as important as transforming the the the, the bolts and nuts of a company, it's as as important as transforming the, the data setup, the looking at the data dictionary, what are the data elements that are going to be consumed for what matter, for which processes, in what in what formats, and then with what purpose. So. Yeah, absolutely critical piece of the transformation journey. Yeah, no, and I think obviously it's a lot of it is to obviously improve productivity or optimize the costs within a business. So, I mean, obviously that tends to be driven from sort of the senior C-level stakeholders. So how, I mean, how can businesses, especially within data, obviously, I guess C-level people may not be as sort of technology focused, so how can businesses effectively involve stakeholders in data transformation processes and what benefits does this bring with collaboration? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So there is a significant component when it comes to the data transformation, which is the cultural component. So to try to create awareness of how much, how, how critical the data element is and how is it being consumed. I think in general terms, companies are sitting in loads of data, but they're unable sometimes to uh, determine which is good data and which one is not so good, or which sets of data derive to the right facts and which ones are actually misleading. So there has to be a significant amount of effort in creating that awareness, that data-driven culture in organizations, so that we know which data to consume and for what purpose, and then in what in, in in what format, and and for that matter, I mean, you may have heard in the past, uh, well, recently, basically, that among the C level of an organization, there is the chief data officer, which was a which was a position that was not uh, there in the past, and there and 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 and, and yeah, it, it it encompasses you know experts from very specific areas that have direct line to data management and data and, and proper data consumption because as you said the idea is to make the processes much leaner and eliminate the wastage as much as possible especially nowadays where you know competition and competitiveness is even more important than than ever yeah definitely now i've seen obviously heard lots of like businesses having like they i guess co-design it together like the tech staff members and the business to really embed them together so both have got the understanding of where i guess the where they're heading to um i mean how do you communicate the value of data transformation um for people like certainly like they may not have this technical background i mean i'm going to give you uh, a, a a real example a personal example um for example i mean nowadays esg is becoming more important every day uh, and this is the type of data, you know, environmental, social governance data, is sometimes not as uh, reach, not, 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 as, not as reachable as other types of data like the financial or risk data or whatever have you. So it is, like I said, it's very important to have the link between the different departments and functions of, a, of an organization and the objectives to the, the data set so that it, it becomes easier and linear to consume and find and construct the right, let's say, data, maybe you want to call it data lakes or, or data suites or, you know, data storage, or whatever have you. 
so that it is re re relatable to not only the people in operations or finance, but other areas of the organization that you know are becoming much more uh, public, if I may, uh, and that should have access to to data in a very agile and uh, lean way, and without having to go through the burden of of, of harmonizing or transforming or normalizing that data for consumption and and, and use. So, is that yeah. what it's like? Are you simplifying terms for people within the business? Uh, yeah, to yeah, a certain yeah. extent, and also not also not also not only uh, simplify, but like I said, harmonize. Like for example, to give you an example, mm -hmm. when I was uh, in my in my banking days, for the specific for a very specific or a critical data element, as we used to call them, there would be a different uh, perception between people from finance and people from risk, for example, I yep. mean, in, in terms of revenues, people from finance would call, you know, revenues would include pieces of information that would not necessarily fall into the same category for risk people, for example, because for risk people, I mean, if, if there are those strings of revenue, that means that the portfolio may be deteriorating. Whereas in the case of, you know, the, the commercial guys or the, the finance guys, that means a higher, a higher income. So again, I think there has to be making it easy for people to understand how to understand pieces of data, critical data elements, whatever you want to call them, and also aligning, aligning the definitions. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then I guess on that respect, then what metrics can businesses use to measure like the stakeholder satisfaction, uh, satisfaction with the outcomes of the like data transformation objectives? I would think of two main ratios, for example. One is obviously, you know, penetration of, or, or usage of the data. And, you know, I always like to, to, keep, to give examples, but Oracle, for example, is a company that is very much, I mean, among other things, they are very, very much focused on providing dashboards to their customers around the services that they provide. And one of the, one of the let's say challenges that they encounter sometimes is that the usage of the data is or the usage of those dashboards that that feed that that, that are fed by the data uh, are sometimes not used or understood in the right way so again i guess the ratio of usage you know, versus the amount of people that should be using it and the penetration are are two are two key indicators to to take into account Additionally, I would also add if there is any type of margin of error within the data sets, that's also something that, that the people should look at to make sure or to determine whether the data set is of high quality or if there, mm -hmm. there is areas for improvement. Yeah, no, interesting. And then obviously, how do you address like, stakeholders' concerns or resistance? Because the change is the challenge for most companies. How do you deal with like the resistance during like this data transformation process? I mean, obviously there is a nice way and there is a not so nice way. I mean, uh, the nice way is to <laughs> you know try to understand how are people consuming and try to influence, if I may, with a soft approach. The not so nice way is to simply you know eliminate legacy that has been identified as data you know, consumption data storage and just replace it with what what the organization is hoping or expecting people to use from a data consumption and data management perspective. 
obviously, you know, the second approach is not necessarily the best one. It's the most effective one, probably, but not the best one when it comes to culture. So I think it has to be a bit of a, a, a mixture. And, you know, as I have seen examples in the past where there is some type of a parallel period, p- parallel use of of, of of sources period where, you know, you try to get people accustomed to the new ways while they wind down the the always if i may so that it's not so, such a traumatic impact and change in the organization is that like rolled out like different phases rolled out is that yeah of yeah. course i mean it, it really depends on what you're talking about because i mean for example if you're talking about changes that impact you know the regulatory environment of a company for example yeah you're not so prone or you may not be so open in, in a way to having a long period of parallel usage until you can actually wind down completely i mean there are, it's more often than there are specific dates when you know things have to you know shut down and then you have to move on to the new to the new way mm-hmm. particularly when new regulation comes into play but again i mean i guess you know there has to be a level of straightization between how to roll out change and depending on what demands and requirements and how to do it mm. to make it less stressful for the organization. Yeah, no, no, agree. And I mean, I speak to a lot of people, obviously, getting involved with the training is key, making sure that's communication. Absolutely. So everyone's on board and I guess knows the outcome, like, and those changes happening for a reason. And yeah, obviously, positively, it's most likely on the occasion, but I guess you've got to educate people to see that point of view. I guess. I- on that side, because obviously change brings people need to obviously upskill and maybe obviously lack on the data literacy, uh, literacy uh, side of things. So how important is data literacy among stakeholders to like drive that, drive the initiatives and implement the data literacy within a business? Um, I, I would say I would say that there needs to be a bit of a mix between you know literacy and experience. I, I myself I'm not a, an expert by by reading. I mean I've been more through the journey by doing, and I guess it also depends on you know how people learn. I mean some people like I said I mean in my case I learn more by doing, making mistakes, and then trying again and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But of course, I mean, there are plenty of organizations out there that have done tremendous efforts in putting together strategies on how to manage data uh, transformation and, uh, you know, how to go, uh, how to sail as smoothly as possible through the data transformation journey. So, yeah, I mean, it never hurts to have a bit of a background, if I may, from a, from a literacy perfect to understand how to address things better for the organization that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But again, I mean, one thing is theory and the other the other the other thing is is practice so a mixture yeah. of both i guess is the best way to go in my case you know i come with some experience but i mean i've recently started a new a new job in a completely different industry and even though i do bring some level of experience it has been an incredibly exciting learning journey coming mm-hmm. into a completely new industry and trying to make the link between what you know and what you need to do now, given the change. So yeah, I would say a, a mixture is, yeah. uh, is always good. So is that obviously like obviously learning on the job? Is that through like mentoring of sort of peers and things like that, where you've learned? Well, <laughs> yeah, but also, but also, you know, 
I mean, every company, every industry, every company has its intricacies and it's always, you know, important to understand to the lowest level of detail, if I may, how things work. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one of my, and I don't want to burn anyone here, but one of my main criticism to this big consulting firms is that they come with fantastic frameworks and theories and, you know, things that make absolute sense. But then when you try to apply them to 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 the realities of whatever company they're working with, a lot of those theories break down because they're just not applicable to the environment where they are working. Mm-hmm. This is something that I mean I've seen in more than once occasions. So so yeah, of course. I mean, you're mentoring and you know advice and connecting mm-hmm. and you know it's always good to connect with people, having a coffee with them, with the people that have been in the company for a longest period of time to understand better how things work and how can any of those, let's say, theoretical frameworks can be adapted to the reality of the organization. I mean, and this is applicable not only for data transformation, but for any type of change. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess sort of if state, I mean, different stakeholders will bring different expectations, different Absolutely. views, different experiences. So that's where it's going to bring, I guess, yeah, interesting discussions, I guess. <laughs> um, so, I mean, how can businesses balance the diverse expectation on stakeholders? Well, that's a good question. How can they balance the expectations of the different stakeholders? I guess the best way and the most effective way is to simply start with why we're doing what we're doing in terms mm-hmm. of change and try and assessing the level of understanding among the different stakeholders and their views because like i said you know the perspective from a person from the finance department may be different from one of the human resources or or, or whatever so the more alignment the more communication the more awareness you or one creates around around the culture of the company around that change the transformation I guess the less the obstacles, the fewer the obstacles there that mm. will be faced throughout through that journey. If we're all in, regardless of you know if we are working in different areas of the business, if we understand the objective in the same way, we will be m- more likely to be successful than than than, mm. than than not. Yeah, I guess sticking to that clear goal is key because absolutely, like, I mean, look, obviously it does. The goalposts change so much, don't us? And yeah, so that's the I guess that's the challenges for businesses to keep it centralised to that end goal. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure. I mean, somebody must have already mentioned this to you in one of your podcasts. You know, this guy Simon Sinek, who has become so uh, famous lately. He, I mean, he has a, a famous that says that you always need to start with the why, 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 why exactly it is yeah. that we're doing, not not what we're doing or how are we doing it, but but why, what, what exactly is the purpose? Because if you cannot clearly state the why and the implications of it then probably you, re- you yeah. need to rethink whether you really want to do it or not. Yeah, no, definitely. And then to end on, how does aligning the data transformation with stakeholder engagement impact the organisational organizational culture within a business? Um, and then I guess what role does leadership have on playing on this and shaping the culture? You know, that's a great question. It really depends on 
how articulate the, 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 the you know the management is in 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 outlining what the new strategy and what the culture should be and the reason why i'm saying this is because for example back in my in my in my banking days i once heard the ceo saying that we were no longer a, a financial services organization but rather a technology organization mm -hmm. and he was actually spot on because i mean it was not so much about providing let's say the right financial products to the customers but having having the having the capacity or the ability to understand who the customer is based on you know analytics and 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 you know martech and digital interactions yeah. etc so that you can actually understand who it is that you're talking to and provide him not with the right product, but with the right solution that fits his needs. Mm -hmm. So it's not a matter of just giving you, you know, a, this product because it seems that it fits you. But based on what I understand are your needs, I think that this comprehensive solution would actually help you not just now, but for the for the for the time uh, to come. So yeah, so if if management can understand how to combine all of those elements to drive the organization towards that that end goal i'm sure that it will be easier for mm -hmm. the rest of the organization to get on board on that journey and accompany the management in in that in that in that journey yeah no definitely it it is that does feel like i guess well, obviously tra transformation's been yeah always there but since the pandemic that does seem like it's been a big drive for since Oh, especially on, on, on the digital aspect, I guess, you know, you've got remote workers and then I guess all the new advancements within data analytics, it's yeah, driving this forward for businesses. Yeah, actually, there was a very interesting piece at the beginning of the year of the pandemic. McKinsey was there, there was a podcast actually from McKinsey and two of their of their top partners, they were talking about how companies were going to survive the pandemic with all the people being locked up in their houses. And one of them was saying something interesting. I mean, this recovery will look like in the shape of a K where the companies that are, let's say, equipped to adapt quickly to this new digital world that we're living in will be going on the, on the path that is pointing upwards. And all of those companies that, re, that you know, take too long to react or don't have the means to adopt mm -hmm. new digital technologies and new digital ways of doing things will actually be pointing or we will be, you know, cruising through the path that is pointing downwards. And that's, yeah. I, I thought that that was, and actually that promoted, I mean, not that podcast, but I mean, that way of thinking promoted this massive adoption of all these, you know, gadgets that we use today. I mean, our, 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 our smartphones and how we interact with companies yeah. uh, digitally and, you know, consumers are not going or not doing so many walk-ins into, you know, shops, for example, as they're doing more buying online. And I mean, Amazon arrives to my doorstep pretty much every other day, whereas in the past, they, you know, we used to go more to shops than before. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, 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 it, I mean, the, the, the pace of change that we've gone through over the past th three, three years, it's been crazy and and it's it's just gonna it just looks so slow as opposed to what it's going to look in the future uh with all of this change that we're going through
Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting times ahead, and I think it's yeah, it's good. For, I mean, good for business, obviously, to drive these efficiencies, productivity. Obviously, you want to optimize your costs as much as possible, really, don't you? So then you can imp- you can invest in other areas, can't you? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, now more than ever, devil is in the detail, as they say. So, uh, like I said, like I started saying at the beginning of the of the podcast. I mean, you start with looking at what does your strategy look like. Now, yeah. how are you equipped at the moment from an operations and technology perspective to service that that strategy, and then the gaps trans well translate into the transformation journey that you have to that you have to go through, but the data that feeds into all of those new processes, new transformation is the key or the gold or the, yeah. the pot of gold in, in, in making sure that uh, success will come. Otherwise, you may have the best of, of, of processes, but if the data is just not there, yeah, there is the, the gas, the gasoline-based car with, with, the, with the diesel yeah. being fed. That's not going to run yeah. very far. No, I mean, that's why it's a big emphasis now, isn't it, on like, data management for businesses they're looking to how can they get more out of their data and that's yeah just been evident for all our even for all our clients it's just this where they all that's where they're driving if they want to get more because like say data is the new oil as they say <laughs> absolutely it is it is absolutely it's definitely is brilliant cool well thanks for being on the podcast you share some great insights and yeah it's been uh, really interesting to have you on Thank you. Thank you for the invite. I, I really enjoyed the the, the the conversation. And yeah, feel free to reach out if you have any more questions. Brilliant. Thank you, Roberto. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.